As there's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos, it will be. Oh man, it's right. eight o'clock. And so that'll make it a. I don't need the spotlight. I shine just fine. Hi, I'm Karma, and yes, I am a bitch. Brav Bros. Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to Brav Bros, the podcast from the bros for everybody. I am your co-host, Steel Russell, joined, as always, by Shooter Magooter. Shoots, how are we doing tonight? Doing great. Happy that uh, we have a little bit more Bravo to talk about this week, a little more content, and we don't have to focus too much on Dubai because I am snoozing. Yeah, it's going going a little slow. I think I enjoyed like the last 10 minutes of it and like, we'll touch on it when we get there, but, yeah. um, it, it was relieving to like have some different things to look forward to this week for sure. Um, obviously Southern charms actually in like an hour from when we're recording this. So I'm excited to get into that. I, I watched some of the reruns since they've been airing it all week, like in preparation for Southern charm. And, I, I I don't know. This might rub some of our listeners the wrong way, but like I think I'm going to struggle with it. Yeah, no, I, I I get that. It's it's going to be a slow burn for you. Luckily, it's the new show to you. It's not a new show overall, so we're not going to have to worry about getting to know people and doing this and that and whatever. There's a lot of spilled mess that happened in the last couple of years and in, in the off season. So we're going to get right into it. I think first episode and. I mean, you always have Paige coming in, maybe mid-season, so you're going to be yeah, excited about that. I don't like Paige, though. No, like, neither do I. I was just, and, just uh, joshing. I, <laughs> oh, went right over my head. <laughs> yeah, whoops. Um, between Paige and Craig, they've kind of, all their Instagram shit, like everything they've been doing in the off-season, like, that's annoying me now. Like, in the beginning, I was kind of psyched for Paige and Craig because they seemed kind of cool like oh like i like Paige for a while like oh craig seems like he's you know decent he doesn't seem like the biggest douche in the world they slowly became douchier like now i'm not really into it well i think the thing about that's going to be at least for this season you as you said they're turning into being douchey i think we're going to see the start of that because of the way that this is filmed that it's you know a couple of months ago so they're douchey now you're going to see them turn into what they are now yeah and that's it might be a little funny if you go into it with a smile on your face. I think you're going to enjoy it a little bit. If you go into it and you're like, I hate these two already, it might be a little miserable for you. But there's luckily there's a lot more and a lot more dynamic between the other people on the show that it should wash all of that out, I imagine. Yeah, and I mean, I guess for me, the issue I'm going to have with it is like, the characters seem really unlikable for a lot of things that like, really are pet peeves of mine. Like that's going to be a struggle for me. Um, for example, like the entitlement. Like, oh yeah. The clear entitlement. Like that chef dude, again, like I got a brief glimpse of him from like last year and it's just, he talks like a man child. Like he acts like a man child. I can't get on board for, watching even drama between people that have that entitlement it's just really fucking annoying yeah no i I get that and i mean what we're going to be doing at least on this podcast anyway we might end up being 
yeah, just to kind of temper the expectations of the listeners, we'll probably end up being maybe a week behind unless we change our recordings. But for now, anyway, we'll we'll revisit the episode from the week prior as yeah. we're recording this. So don't I don't want to confuse anybody as we listen to week to week, but we'll see how it goes. I think you're gonna like it a lot though to to tie it up. I, yeah, in a nice ev- little bow. everybody tells me that everyone that's into Southern Charm. Yeah. I'm going to go into it. I promise our listeners, I will go into it with an open mind. So I'm not biased. Like I'll do my best to yep. get over my preconceived notions of these people and attempt to watch it wholeheartedly. Good. I like that. That's I all you I, can ask I for. I owe that to you, Shooter, my co-host, <laughs> and I owe that to you, our listeners. Like, If Southern Charm takes off and becomes more interesting than Dubai, this will probably shift into more of like a... Beverly Hills Southern Charm show until like Potomac starts. And Ex-Wives Club, but we'll, we'll get into Club. that. We're but... going to get into that. I'm really fucking excited to get into yeah. that. So let's, why don't we, we'll, we'll put Southern Charm aside for now. Let's get into what's happening now. Let's get into what okay. we're looking at. Yeah. So we are at Bluestone Manor. We finally got to see, I've never seen it. I mean, I guess I have in like um roni episodes but yeah. i didn't realize that was bluestone manor like no they make a big deal out of it for this show yeah they more definitely so than i guess she, yeah but she has like talked about it in the past but i guess i've kind of just like brushed it off like well i, really I mean rightfully attention. so that place is amazing it's gorgeous it's beautiful so now i even more so understand like motherfucking vicky oh, oh. But I really understand why Dorinda was like, yeah, she has no taste if she can't walk into that place and be like, wow, this is beautiful. Like, no, you really don't have taste, Vicky. Yeah, no. After seeing, I forgot, like genuinely forgot how intolerable she was. And as soon as she started talking, I had like a a flashback to when I did see her in, um, in Roni and she is, or sorry, Rosie. There you go. Rosie, my bad. I corrected though. That was good. Um, I remember the episodes with her and her boyfriend that claimed to have cancer. And I remember just being like, oh my God, like, yeah, it's terrible what he's doing, but she sucks. Yeah. And she, I mean, she made her, she made her presence known right away, looking at like walking in, looking around. And what was like, one of the first things that she said was, well, where's, where's the target? Where's the, where's the home goods? Like, bitch. Where the f- like you walk into this house, this yeah. estate, this manor, and your first thought is, do you think Dorinda maybe has like a soap dish from Home Goods? But no, I don't think fucking anything in that entire place is from Home Goods or Target. No, Who that's the hell, all. Like, what? That's like, is she trying? She and I think she's too dumb to be like, I'm making myself relatable, blah, 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 like the crystal bullshit. No. I think she's just stupid and she just yep. makes these dumb comments and right away. And like, I didn't watch Rosie, but I've heard so much about her and I've seen like the little glimpses and little snippets of her talking. I'm like, wow, she sucks. I hope she, I want her to come back in some capacity, but I didn't realize she was going to be in a whole show. We're going to have to put up with her for the whole season, but there's so much else going on that I feel like she'll be so annoying. The big shut the fuck up. And then it'll go to somebody else. Brandy will legitimately just say, shut the fuck up to her. Yeah, she as did. we saw. And we'll get, we'll get there. But um, I do want to preface this whole thing. First, I want to point out that you used Rosie. Oh, yeah. So thank you. Because for... that one makes sense. Roni makes sense. Rosie makes sense. Rahabuf. 
whatever the fuck you were <laughs> saying for Beverly Hills. Rob. Yeah, it rolls off the tongue pretty well. Some of them do. Most well, of just, them don't. I, I was just saying I appreciate you using it. I there. And it was genuine, so that's even better. But this was the most fun I've had watching Bravo since we started the podcast. Really? Yeah. I fucking loved all of the characters on this one. I mean, I didn't love, I take that back. I hated Vicky with a pat. I mean, she made me physically feel angry. Like, yeah, physically, I felt it. I was like, I don't want to watch this chick anymore. But, but there's so much like built up animosity between all of them. And Dorinda had that chart. Dude, where they had she, flow charts. The fucking flow chart was incredible. Was and so I need good. that for everything. Like, I need somebody to print that out. If anybody's listening at Bravo or another broad, Bravo bo- podcast, a Bravo you, podcast, bro- podcast. <laughs> if you want to build a flowchart for every single show, it would greatly help us too. Yeah, we'll put it right here. When Dorinda did that, it was like, oh, oh, great, awesome. Can't wait to see how that happens. Can't wait to see about that. And Holy I love shit. that she's the narrator. Like oh, she yeah. narrates the whole thing. Like every mm-hmm. time the shits pop, I, like I, I love hearing her narrate. The relationships and what's going to happen, like what has happened. Yeah. If she doesn't come back to Roni and if Roni like just kind of fades off into the sunset, which it very well might. Well, Bravo found a good way to utilize wives that were either cast aside or fired, as they even said in the show, which is awesome. No, put on pause. All right. Well, no, not I'm not even talking about Dorinda, but like the other uh, two or three of the other girls were like, oh, yeah, I like I was told to leave. I was out. I was fired. Like, fired. this is the first time you ever hear that from any of the wives. So it's, it's kind of cool to see that. But I've been, and this goes back to Dubai. I think Dubai is going to suffer and die. And I don't want that to happen because Ion is so polarizing. She's yeah, such she's a great. good character. She's such a good, like, person, I guess. It's not even a character. They have found a way to utilize these great housewives that no longer have a place. Well, hold on. Hold on. We have seen, thanks to Teresa, franchises can be carried on one person. So I think that I think there's way more. I think you're, oh, oh, I think Jersey, you're selling Jersey okay, way short. On. Well, don't even put yeah. that out there. Yeah. Gonna, that would piss so many people off. I'm not comparing Dubai to Jersey. Sounds like you are. I'm not. Fuck you. I'm not doing that. But I'm saying just all I'm saying is that We've seen proof that one housewife can carry a franchise. Granted, Teresa is arguably the face of housewives. Yeah. And granted, Jersey has been fantastic for the majority of its airing. Yeah. Okay. So that being said, can Ion carry it? Maybe. She's pretty great. I don't great. know. There's so much dead weight. But I, we'll, we'll get into that a little yeah. bit later. I was just using, uh, just comparing and, and showing that I like Bravo's innovativeness with Bringing doing these bringing back. these yeah. other like castaways into a show well, together. What, what because... we have, honestly, it's like Bachelor in Paradise for the housewives. And if you don't know the Bachelor world, Bachelor in Paradise is like where they go. It's like the fan favorites that have been on like the Bachelor or the Bachelorette, yeah. and they get like a second shot kind yeah. of, and like makes them relevant again for like a little while, or they can kind of like ride that fame into becoming like more of a prominent member of the bachelor universe so we pretty much have that version of the housewives i think that this is honestly almost an audition tape to get recast as like a member of the actual shows i think what i would have welcomed more than that comparison would have been maybe like real world road rules challenge and like the challenge take it way back yeah no challenge is still a thing i mean there's still like splinters of that going on but that was that's 
God, I missed that show. But anyway, I'll digress from that. But I, I think you make you make a pretty good point where they are doing this. And I also think that you're kind of seeing that some of them are like pining for maybe another spot. Like, mm-hmm. ooh, if Bravo has another type of show like this that splinters off of here, mm-hmm. I could always get another contract. So like, I mean, Dorinda said it best. She's her biggest fear is being irrelevant. Yeah. I think all of them yeah, no, feel I think, that. And maybe ah, this might be giving Dorinda too much credit. I'm so psyched that she's back on TV. I love Dorinda. And this may be giving Dorinda too much credit, but maybe that was that was pointed. Maybe that was pre-notioned that, like, oh, I'm going to drop this bomb. Like, I don't want to be irrelevant oh, yeah. because she knows that everyone at that table, like you mm-hmm. said, is thinking the same fucking thing. Yeah. Now, could I see this cast of House Fives being Misfits. thrown into the yeah this yeah, yeah this island of misfit to toys yeah. being thrown back into another season where it's like similar? I could see that. Yeah, and just keep adding but, on with more people. Right, like, throw and, Denise Richards out there, like fuck yeah, yeah. If she doesn't come back to if she doesn't come back to Beverly Hills, which hold on, she will we'll next there. week. But but I do think they're gonna have to trim some of the dead weight, like. You can tell some of the women are trying hard, like really. Yeah, hard. Brandy, but this is the first episode, so maybe they're trying hard now and to fade. establish themselves again. I guess reestablish themselves, but yeah, maybe they'll fade out towards the end. I don't know. Yeah, because Brandy, holy shit! And we'll we'll get there. Let's let's dive into it a little bit. Dorinda is at Bluestone Manor. She's prepping for all the ladies to get there. She has a butler named Marco who. Is fucking clueless. Yeah, worst butler ever. He is the worst butler in the history of butling. Like, he doesn't know what to do. Like, he's standing there just, he's pulling like a full blown bill. Like, he's staring off into the distance, not paying attention at all. Like, Bill Aiden? What's that? Bill Aiden? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Pulling a full blown Bill Aiden. And he's on his cell phone. Like, he's typing something. He's either texting or he's on Instagram or he's on like Twitter and he's not paying attention. Dorinda's giving him a rundown. He is the butler. Like in my mind, when I hear butler, I think Alfred from Batman, like on Absolutely. top of fucking everything. Yeah. Right. This guy is asking her questions like, wait, what do you want to do? And then she's like, Oh, let's serve the wine. Is that, and then she has to ask him again. Like, is that cold? No. Yeah. We don't serve warm wine. Like get it together. Marco. Yeah. And I think we got to the root of it pretty quickly because he's not qualified for the job. But no, Dorinda says that he's pretty cute. So a little eye candy for the ladies. Yeah. Dangle that out. Yeah. Get, you know, get things moving. Yeah. Get things shaking. We get a car ride with like Brandy and she's talking about, um, or she calls Dorinda and says, you know, I'm a little hesitant about meeting some of the ladies. And like, I haven't seen, I think she's talking about Taylor um, from way back when she was on Beverly Hills and mm-hmm. she's like, I haven't seen her in a while. And like shit was a little shaky there. And I think stuff is also shaky with Tamra. Yeah. It was shit shaky with everyone. Yeah. I mean, and rightfully so, as soon as she started talking, I was like, Oh, well that's why everyone fucking hates you. Like, but I thought it was like such a great comeuppance that Brandy gets stuck with the pullout couch. Like she's staying the weekend. And granted, I would be thrilled to stay in that house on a regular couch, let alone a pullout couch. But it was funny that all the other women have like these beautiful rooms, these big beds. And well, they're sharing the rooms and they're sharing the beds. So that's fair. I mean, would it's the lesser of two evils. You want your own space on a couch and then 
somebody will take your luggage somewhere and you'll have a room to go get changed. Or do you want to sleep in a bed with somebody else that you maybe you haven't seen in 10 years? Maybe you don't like them. Maybe, maybe you don't, don't like know them. anything about them. Mm. That's a little little stranger, a little scarier. Yeah, but pick your poison. Yeah, I, I think in that situation, I'd rather be on the couch. I'd definitely rather be on the couch. Hell yeah. I don't want to share my room. But then even Phaedra arrives and Phaedra is my fucking favorite. Yeah, Phaedra's making a huge comeback. Yeah, she's coming in perfectly. She's saying all the right things. She's she's witty. She's quick, and it's, she's fucking funny. Yep. And I thought Eva was like so sweet and like so genuine and just like psyched to be there. Yeah. And she even exclaims to um, Vicky, she's like, "Oh my god, the OG of OC, like love you, like being so nice." And Vicky goes, "Bless your heart," which is. Such a fucking condescending thing to say. And then it goes to her cut scene and she's like, I don't know who she is. I don't know. I, I never heard of her in my life. Like, who is it? Like, just be nice. Like, this chick is so pumped up to meet you. To she's you. Yeah. Like, you of all people. Yeah. No one else is going to offer you this olive branch. No. And you're going to fucking shit on the first person that, like, shows some excitement towards you? Like, yeah. she's not, it's she clueless. doesn't even want to be there. Like, she's, like, one week with these ladies. Like, this is going to be way too much. Then don't go. I could do without Vicky there. Easily. I mean, I think she's going to stir up some crazy drama, so it'll be fun to watch, maybe. But I can't stand when she talks. I hope she just kind of sits in the corner and just... She's not going to. She's going to say dumb thing after dumb thing, and it's going to land terribly, and she's going to get ripped apart. And I think more than anything, what you're going to get is her either battling back in a ridiculous way... Or her crying in a corner. They're waiting for like lunch or they're kind of just sitting around like shooting the shit for a little bit. And we have learned that Vicky, her engagement was called off. Um, Steve, Steve put the ax to it. Um, smart man. Genius. But well, Steve, maybe not that smart. I mean, yeah. he did get involved in the first place, but, <laughs> but smart man to do it now. Yeah. At least he figured it out before he, you know, bit that bullet. But she talks about how he was living, he was pretty much squatting at her house in Mexico and making her come see him. And then she'd be like, well, come see me. And he'd be like, nah, like, hey, here's your sign. Yeah, he was living his own life down in Mexico. <laughs> yeah. I keep talking about it and it gets into like the sex of it, which there was a lot of sexual tension in this whole episode, like forced sexual tension, like. Yeah, it's like yeah. Brandy seemed like she was off and like every comment that she made was sexual for like a good 10 to 15 minute stretch. Do you do you think she was on Molly? Probably. Maybe she was rolling and she was like, oh, or she's... she took whatever sort of cocktail that Erica took while she was on the boat. Oh, uh, but... yeah. I can't wait to get to that part. But um, she's like, no, I haven't had sex in 13 months. Like every time I would touch his wee wee, like that's your fucking problem. Yeah. What is he? 16 yeah like, don't go up to your soon-to-be husband and say let me get that wee wee dorinda even goes off about it like and one thing that i did really like about this we've seen that like the newer shows that have been coming out they have like different production values and different like cut scenes and different things i really liked the the side-by-side -side confessionals so oh, when yeah. they were doing you would have one woman say one thing and then the other one would immediately piggyback off of that mm -hmm. separately and it was great to see like that dynamic. Like we love that. We love the editing that goes into it when something will happen in real time and then they'll bounce over and something will happen in real time with another group of girls. This was even better because it was just so straightforward. 
in their confessionals. Like, you know, the producer's like, all right, so she said this. What do you have to say about that? Yep. And it was like, boom, right away. Back to back. It's great. We don't yeah. have to wait for like the reunion part. No, they're, they're cramming this in in a short amount of time. So I appreciate it. Absolutely. Honestly, getting the most bang for your buck. But like right before the dinner, we have another conversation. We have Taylor now talking to Brandy. And this went horrific. I thought this was such a bad conversation. So Taylor's talking to Brandy. The year that Brandy came onto the show, Taylor's husband killed himself. Mm-hmm. Not only that, Taylor's husband was outed for beating Taylor. He was physically abusive to her, which is and he was in like millions and millions of dollars of debt. Yeah, there was a lot of really bad shit going on. Like, regardless of how you feel about Taylor as a character and like who she is on the show, like worst year of her life, hands down, without a doubt. Like, she's struggling for money. She had to get reconstructive surgery. Reconstructive surgery. You broke her jaw. Yeah. Like, Like anybody, that's just not a topic that you question in any given situation. So, like. No, and then she does later. Yeah, it's just like, don't, first off, don't talk about it. Don't bring it up. Don't bring up bad things Mm -hmm. that happened years ago. There's no point. Like, what, what what are you hoping to gain? Like, even if your intentions are pure, it still happened years ago. Like. If well, you really but, cared, you would have reached out back then, not but now. That's the thing. That's the worst part. She actually does act like she cared. She's like, I, you know, I knew you guys, this and that. She's saying it was the worst year for her and uses the suicide as one of her reasons. Like, mm-hmm. you're going to tell the woman who lost her husband, the man killed himself, and you're going to say that that affected you? That was, was the it worst known year that he killed life? himself, or was it? Yeah, no, is no, this no. all speculation? No, he, okay. Yeah, it was an actual suicide. Okay. Um, she says that that was the worst year of her life because of that. Like she's talking to the widow and I, the tone deafness, like I couldn't believe what I was hearing. It is crazy. It's absolutely crazy. And then not only that, she questions, was that real or were you just trying to pretty much create a storyline for yourself? Yeah. For your book via domestic abuse mm-hmm. and suicide. Like, What are you doing? You cannot ask somebody that. No. Like, that's a fucking horrible thing that she shared unwillingly. I like to think that, like, before these types of trips happen, before these types of shows happen, that they, like, sit down with somebody else and they're going over and they're like, all right, here's how I'm going to get a rise out of the audience. Here's how I'm going to be an important figure in this show. And they, like, they have to talk about this to someone at some point, right? Like... Run it by someone first before you make any sort of jaw-dropping statement or questioning like that. I feel like who they, the fuck's gonna sign off on that? I don't know, but I feel like they get a scouting report. Almost like oh, when yeah, I they, play, like we get the scouting report before we played a new team. I genuinely think the producers send them like a hey, this is the drama that they've been in over the past. Like, here's some of the thing here's some of their my least favorite word from because of all the housewives. Here's some of their triggers. Yeah. So if you want to cause a stir and make a splash, like bring this up. I, I do believe that. That's probably true. And if not, I mean, it's not hard for these women to just Google it and read or about. Or just honestly be themselves and they will yeah. inevitably do something stupid. Without a doubt. But anyway, we get to the dinner. We're at the dinner table and it's a clam bake. 
which is not that ridiculous. I didn't think they're in New England. Yeah, like, but no one's heard of a clam bake. Everyone's baffled by the prospect of a clam. I bake. get like, like Phaedra, like down in Atlanta. Like maybe she hasn't been up in New York or north of that, and maybe she doesn't really know. She didn't say anything about it. No, it was like clam bakes happen a lot of places. Yeah, and, and it, it's not that hard of a concept to understand. No, it's not at all. And they brought out lobster, and you would have thought that they brought out. Like some kind of exotic cuisine. Like yeah, Dorinda no had like, ever seen before. Dorinda was like, What do you think? These lobsters are just going to come to life and like yeah, get like, at you? Like, no, they're dead. They're not going to crack themselves. You got to do it, which was leading into a very awesome scene of Dorinda just, which goes back to our favorite thing in the world watching people eat up yeah. close in camera. Why do we keep doing this? I don't know. But Dorinda's like cracking, cracking lobsters, ripping tails off, slicing up the fucking bodies and shit. And she's walking through and like hand feeding things. And then she feeds Phaedra <laughs> and Phaedra goes, you know what? I, you know, I love Dorinda and I really love this house. I'm so happy to be here right now. She can stick her fingers in my mouth. She can stick her fingers in my butthole. Yeah. And, like well, Phaedra. She didn't say butthole, but she said, but oh, I thought she said, oh, whatever. But. No, she said, but not ad libs. Yeah. But it's still <laughs> so funny. Like such a funny moment. And Dorinda was being like so hospitable, so happy, like genuinely happy to be hosting. Mm hmm. And had that whole game where, like, we only saw the one question, but, like, had the game where you're reading a quick question and answer it about yourself. I love that idea. Yeah, I thought I think that was good. next like, time I have people for dinner, I'm going to have a little seashell with a question in it. Yeah, who doesn't love a good game at a dinner like a that? icebreaker. Yeah, it's awesome. Loosen everybody up. But I thought the weirdest part was when she's cracking a lobster and Brandy's like, oh, that's actually really attractive. That's, what's attractive about that? What is know. sexual about cracking a lemon? I've heard right. that seafood is an aphrodisiac, but you, yeah, because you eat it, you eat it. Yeah, Not you don't. You, I don't know, like watch it. When I was watching, and I was like, oh shit, like those juices are splashing. Yeah, and you know how long that shit's like that. Will no stink. one's wearing a bib. No one's wearing a bib. Every time I go to Red Lobster, I get a bib. Fucking classic. I've never, I've never <laughs> been to Red Lobster before, <laughs> but like, I've been to clam bakes before. I've been to lobster parties and things like that. Like, you get a fucking bib you because. Get a bib. That's going to splash all over the place. And their dresses and clothing have to be expensive. Yeah. So you're going to get lobster and clam juice all over them? No. And, and get that, turned on by that's it? That's what I was going to say. And yeah. as that's happening, like, oh, my God. Just the way that that lobster juice hits you in the face. Like, oh, my God. Like, <laughs> that makes me uncomfortable. I'm sick of the food. Marco better watch out because... Marco. Fucking Marco. And then he comes out and he doesn't know whether or not to pour the fucking wine. He's like playing limbo with the wine back he, and forth. He brought out margaritas. He forgot what kind of night it was. Oh, Jesus. It's not a tequila night. Don't give those ladies tequila. <laughs> They're tacos out here, Marco. Yeah. Get the Marco, fuck back in the house. God damn it, Marco. Oh, but look at that ass. Like, <laughs> you come out here shirtless or you don't come out at all. Yeah, go back to your room. Brandy starts stirring some shit up. Like she gets back into the same conversation. Like that was the hardest year of my life, but now it's in front of everybody. And Taylor has already said, like after the conversation with Brandy, where Brandy thinks that it's squashed, Taylor's like, no, I'm more pissed now because of that interaction. Yeah. Now I have people around me that'll agree with me. Right. Be like, then, no, you're dumb. But Taylor even brought it up at the dinner. She's like, why are we talking about this again in front of the entire cast? Yeah. Like, why are all these women here to hear this? But, I'm glad because Brandy starts going off about it and every woman there is like, that was the worst year of her life. Yeah. Like, why are we talking about you? Yeah. And then she called her a bitch and Dorinda and I can't wait to watch. She Dorinda didn't do this. directly call her a bitch. She did like what I was talking about bitch. last week 
when I was live tweeting and somebody was like, girl, yeah, it was just a meaner version of that. Right. Like no, when I you're know. in an argument and you're like, bitch, please. Right. But which still, was still uncalled for. Yeah. It's still the B word. Yeah. And like you say that to a friend, like for I, sure. say, I say it to you all the time, like bitch, but you don't say that to somebody you're trying to mend a relationship with. Yeah, like no. you're not there yet. And now juxtaposed to that, I have no issue at all with her turning and snapping at, uh, Oh, shut the fuck up. Yeah, just yeah. Turning and being like, shut the fuck up. And Vicky just gets all tough. She's like, you're you not going to talk to me like that. Like, what the fuck are you going to do? Everybody talks to you like that, yeah. Vicky. What are you going to do? You're not going to do a goddamn thing. So sit at the end of the table and eat your fucking lobster. Like, the, the whole dinner was great. I fucking, I enjoyed that hour of Bravo so much because it was OG housewives. It was stirring shit up it was it was women that know how to appeal in a show too like yeah and even they more. weren't just kind of like dancing around anything they were like all right we got to get this in we got to do this now let's just jump into it yeah like, and we are great. all fighting for contracts again yeah like, they're all gonna bring their a game or attempt to do so at least like they're gonna try i think phaedra's by far winning she was Easily. on point she was so fucking funny the whole time the lobster comment is gonna become like a classic line for sure like you can feed me lobster you can stick your fingers in my mouth you can stick your fingers in my butt if you want do to. whatever you want or according to shooter her butthole yeah but take it a step further yeah it i'm just i'm really excited to to watch the next two episodes we only watched the first one but um we'll definitely continue to recap that as it comes out i'm, I'm stoked for it but let's get on with it we got our main two shows that we need to focus on. And again, Dubai might take a backseat to another one. Well, look, this is what I'll say about Dubai. We don't even have to talk about anything leading up to the last part. Like the whole show was still so boring, so yeah. dumb. And like, all right, enough. I, I don't care about the little things that are going on. Yeah. All right. Like the dynamic between Lisa and her husband is, a little funny because he's like, I'm the CFO. Like I'm not, I'm anything that happens. I have to sign off on. Yeah. And she but he has no time to deal with it. And she's like, you better prioritize me. I'm not saying I need to be number one, but I should be at least even. And who, I'm like, well, who do you agree with there? The husband. Do you? Yeah. This is what I was thinking. This is what I was saying to my girlfriend, Colleen. I was saying, I get it. Like he's the CFO. Like he knows the fucking numbers and she's sitting there and she's like, I bring in a lot of money for this, blah, blah, blah. If you did, I think he would prioritize it. I think he would be smart about it. He'd be like, all right, this is a fucking winning racehorse. Let's run with it. I'm going to focus a lot more time on this. Instead, he's answering his phone and doing other things that he has to do, which are probably more lucrative for him. So when she comes in, she's like, you need to prioritize me right now. He's like, I got other shit going on that puts food on this table, puts big blocks of ice in this pool. <laughs> I thought this might be completely wrong, way off base, but maybe there was a time that Lisa just went off the fucking reservation and got all this shit spent a lot of money for the company uh, you and think? it didn't pan out and he's like can't do that again yeah we need to Could watch out we have no idea i mean again first season do you remember the rubber belly fiasco oh, god don't you bring ordered a hundred thousand of them we needed eight you ordered a hundred thousand rubber bellies and sent it to philadelphia to scare <laughs> some guy <laughs> i'm not fucking with you i can show you my amazon history I almost ordered one, but it wouldn't get here in time for the episode. I would have been horrified. I almost had one. I even Googled it today to try to find one in store and nobody sells them.
with Dubai specifically, and we've already talked about it, it's a snooze fest. We finally got at least something going on towards the end towards the where end. it, and here's the thing, like, I know in the first episode we were like, well, you know, we're not going to get those like big group parties where there's other people around that are going to be affected. We did actually get that. And the funny thing was it's Nina's husband's business partner's birthday. Yeah. And they, and they all uh, went there. <laughs> like, they all went to it, but it, she couldn't go to the fucking fashion show. Yeah. Well, and Lisa even said that she was like, so no you were doing something that tonight. night. What were you doing tonight? And she's like, every night, like, Clearly not tonight. Yeah, like not, what? Not tonight? You're not wedding planning tonight? You're dressed up like a flapper from the 20s. Oh my God. When she walked in. The fucking, the black ribbon. Like, I don't know what the hell's going on, but she sucks. Sergio is like such like an obedient dog. He's, good theme of the show is for all of these. He's the best trained dog oh, out of all of these. Like, yeah. He went off a little bit and was like, Ion, like, she I love you. You're a beautiful cr- soul. And she just went snap, boom, boom, done. Yes. And it. he was like, baby, girl. Yeah. I, I love oh, you, uh, honey, honey, baby. Honey, what are we doing? What are we doing? Oh, what are we doing, Sergio? My man, like, you shot yourself in the foot, dude. You should have seen that coming. Yeah. Like, I, as he was talking to Ion, and that's the thing that, like, pissed me off about the whole thing is, like, Ion's trying to smooth things over, like, trying to understand what did I do to make Stanberry hate me? And yeah. he's like, I think we're both beautiful souls. You're a beautiful soul. I'm a beautiful soul. She's like, I feel that too. And I love you. And like, they get to, first of all, it was a weird interaction overall. And well, she was he's pulling such sparkles a out of like his beard. Yeah. So I thought there was a little tension there for she a minute. Was, I think she was stroking a little bit. Like, just, oh, yeah. she knew that uh, Stanberry was watching. She knew what was going on. He went over there and like, I can kind of empathize with this. Like, you just kind of want everything to be smoothed over. We're at a party. Like, I don't want this animosity to leak over. Like, why don't we just squash it now? It's not really his place to do that. The beef is between your wife or wife to be in this situation and this other woman. Stay the fuck out. Like, no, if you're a dog, just go sit next to your wife. That's not what happened. Sergio got let out of the house and he was so fucking excited to talk to somebody else. And Ion was ready to talk and he was like, oh my God. Whatever you say right that might now, be true, yeah. I'm going to agree with you because I want friends because I have none. I sit at Bad home move in his part. and drink smoothies in bed with my wife who hates me. And clean and, up pee for my bed and clean my up little yeah, dumb dog. And hang out with her kids who hate me. And, yeah, who are the same age as me. And then I call my dad who hates Stanberry. Yeah. So who offered Sergio a lot of money to not to marry not her. not marry her because she's a train wreck. Yeah, she's a nightmare. She was such a bitch. Like it was just, the whole thing was, and like we finally got the altercation. Like we got the altercation in the first episode, and we had two episodes of nothingness, and now we're back, and we're like, all right, cool. Yeah, but there's good... nothing else to the show really, except for those two kind of butting heads. And even that, like the resolution for that was dumb. Like Nina was watching, and then Nina's like, I got to take a break, and just walked away. Like, yeah, I can't no, stand like Nina. you're on the fucking housewife show, like. Stay. Get involved. Like, you don't just fucking walk away. Like, you signed up for this. Stay involved and get into the situation. Stir the pot. Yes. Stir the pot or don't. Like, fix the pot. Like, I don't care what you do. Fix the pot or stir the pot. But don't run away from the pot. Get off. Shit or get off the pot. There you go. That's the good one. Yeah, that's a good one. I like that. And what ended up happening was, like, Stanberry is getting pissed about the conversation and then starts saying broad generalizations like oh he's one of them now like talking yeah. about those girls and like lisa's like what the fuck does that mean and stanberry like 
brushes her off. And then she says to Sergio, I hope she's going to suck your dick. Yeah. Like, whoa, whoa. Like, you just took it up 10,000 levels. And then Lisa's confessional, she's like, I would never. Because if I did, he would never come back to you. And I was that like, was funny. boom, that yeah. was a good one. That was a good and one. And that was off the cuff. I, and we I, also get like a glimpse into what we already knew about Stanberry and Sergio's love life, which is doesn't exist. Non-existent. Like they were talking about having kids and he was like, she, she was talking about like artificial insemination in so many ways. And Sergio was just like, no baby, that's, that's not how babies are born. Like he no, doesn't fucking have any he idea. He know that if you have a surrogate, it's the embryo from the he mother. He thought that and the mother the of the surrogate, the surrogate would have the been baby, the mother genetically. The baby would look like the surrogate. God, he is such a, Dumbass. And then she, but then she shits on him again. Like, he, look, is she he smart? She shits on him all the time. I know. I mean, nonstop. But like, is he smart? No. Is he sweet? I think so. I think he's just like a dumb guy that's like trying to be happy and trying yeah. to find like what he thinks is like a family life. Look, and you know what? like attached to this woman at the hip. But like, what gets me is the comments she makes she's like oh he's such a child like don't talk about your dude like that like, yeah you're like, gonna marry him you want him to defend you without even thinking yeah blindly but you're not gonna do anything remotely i don't even say like you have to blindly defend him you're not even supporting him in any way shape or form. no you're just shitting on him and clearly over. he has money he comes from money so i know that doesn't need you that was really interesting when when they said that like i was i was assuming that from your assumptions, I was starting to get the same feeling like, oh, she yeah. was going to get deported. This is a green card marriage. Now, I don't know what the hell's going on. I don't because just... now what does he get? I thought he would get money, but he has money. Yeah. He got offered a lot of money to not marry her, Maybe which, he hey, Sergio, that's the move, my man. Like, get go back in out. time, get your dad's money, and go buy your own pad in Dubai. I think you'll do fine right. there, pal. Take a note from Steve. With yeah. Vicky. Just get the fuck out. Cut yeah. it off. Go to Stanberry's house in Mexico and squat for a while. Absolutely. And then divorce her. Yeah. Simple as that. Yep. Done and done, buddy. We but, got you back. But the end of it was just very dumb, and the resolution wasn't actually a resolution. It was just Ion was being very genuine. Yep. She's like, I just want to know what is happening between us. Like, why? I don't even know you. I'd like to get to know you. I'd like to repair a relationship or at least build something. Stanberry's still being fucking a complete bitch and like very standoffish and like annoying. And then the other girls are just like, all right, enough. Like clearly Nina like walked away. She doesn't want to deal with it. It's at her husband's. Nina doesn't understand that she's probably in a throuple. Like, Oh yeah. I mean, her husband and business partner were off doing whatever they're doing. (laughs) They're together 80% of the time. Apparently like he comes over for dinner all the time. Like she's in a fucking throuple. I don't know if it's like there's anything sexual there, but that's what's going on. Ooh. And I see if that, is a storyline in the show. Dubai just got way more interesting. Absolutely. Let's get to Housewives. Real Housewives. Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, I actually like this episode. I thought this was probably the one of the better ones of the season. It was definitely good, and it was, it was fun. It was lighthearted most of the time that's i like there it. were a couple of like weird comments which we'll get to that like i'm turning on a couple different people yep but overall like the feel of the episode was much more what we're used to in seasons past where it's like it's it's a party it's fun yeah, it's, it's like light. 
Like, I mean, I don't know how fucking long they've been in Punta Mita. It seems like a month, but they're having a great time. And I, I really enjoyed this episode. Yeah, I did too. And we start out with um, Diana and Erica and Crystal in the suite. And then everybody crashes the, that was like the nightcap, I guess. And like everyone crashes the room. And I just thought it was, it was funny when Crystal's trying to pour Dorita drink and Dorita's sitting there like bitching about the drink. Yeah. Like, of course, you can't just fucking say thank you. No, like, never. Shut up. But I will say we didn't get one until the very end Dorit comment about what she went through. So that was a relief. Yeah, but, we're, um, we're fully moving off of it. Thank I think God. the producers finally figured it out. Like, okay, this isn't. Even if it's there, just, just cut yeah, it. Let's we, just we're done. Move, move past it. But um, we get a quick cut scene to Diana talking about her divorce again because it got brought up with the ladies and she was saying it was a very amicable divorce. It was like the best divorce ever. We just agreed. I, I trusted him on what he owed me and he paid me and everything's copacetic. And she goes to her cut scene and she's like, the divorce wasn't about money. Yeah, of course. Like, okay. And then would you have walked away with zero? If Absolutely it's not, not about money? No fucking way. No. You took $250 million and you're going to claim it wasn't about money? Like, do you think we're stupid? Yeah. And, where, where, why do you think you are where you are? The yeah. head of a, a legal sex ring. Yeah. The madam of an international sex trafficking ring. Yeah. Which if you didn't get that initial $250 million. Yeah. Sutton and Erica, they talked a lot this episode. It was great. They talked a lot. And I really, I enjoyed it way more than like the same back and I like the back and forth, but when it's repeating the same things over and over again, it's not as fun. So I did, I like to see that. And there was a genuine conversation where Sutton asked, like, do you feel responsibility at all for what happened? And Erica had a great response. She says, do doctors, like if a surgery goes wrong, do their spouses feel responsible? And I was like, Fair. It makes a lot of sense. That's yeah. fair. And Sutton even says that's fair. That's a fair assessment. And then they go into the potential jellyfish that may or may not be in the water. And Sutton offers to TT on anybody. Oh, yeah. And Erica responds with, all of you can TT on me. It's great. Uh, so Erica, and then alludes to it later, like potentially into golden showers. Yeah, she said, yeah, it could be a little bit of a fetish. Yeah. Who knows? So, I mean, that's... That's worth noting. Yeah. At, at the very least, it's just nice to see these two, like you said, actually talking like human beings and being yeah. adults. And it kind of brings me back to, I really do think that Erica might be a little hurt by Sutton because Sutton was, yeah, Sutton was like digging a little bit, but with Erica, she wasn't doing like the other types of things that we see with Jersey. She was digging for questions and information because it could hurt all of them, obviously. And she was also doing it, I thought, in a respect. She wasn't being like, rude about it she no, was simply but, asking did this happen did this like tell us what happened so we understand what happened yeah and erica was just being so blunt with like i can't talk about it i can't talk yeah. about it i can't talk about it and then obviously that boiled in so much more shit like more things but it was just nice to see them actually interact and it was nice to see sutton because i feel like what happens is we've been getting for the last like season and a half it's just sutton on the defensive or Sutton yep. being dumb and making dumb comments. They actually go to a cutscene where she says, all I do is apologize. Yeah. And, and like, she does. Yeah, like she, do. she genuinely does just apologize all the time, but now she's not. And you actually get like a relatively healthy dynamic. And yeah, it's and nice to see. It. I liked it. I, I'm excited to see next week to see if it continues or as Erica alluded to later, um, you know, this is what happens. Like, it seems like we have a moment and then it kind of turns into shit. So 
I hope it doesn't. I, I want to see them kind of cultivate more of a relationship and then it can go to shit. So sure, more yeah. Ammo. But, but next we have Rena is just doing like, she walks out on her deck. She's having a cup of coffee. Looks great. Dev claims that, you know, well, she didn't just wake up like that. But I like to think that Rena did wake up like glam that. Glam team. Yeah. I mean, it was totally a glam team, like roll out of bed, quote unquote. Oh, yeah. But like, hey, let's throw some on here. Mm-hmm. But I like to think that Lisa Rena just wakes up and that's just how she looks. Okay. So it's, I bet her hair looks like that. When her she hair. Wakes up. Yeah, I agree. That doesn't, little, that doesn't look floof and she yeah. pops out of bed. But I just, I thought it was a nice moment because she's like, she's living. Like, she's just like, you know, I'm supposed to be here. My mom would want me here. Lois would want me to be with my friends and like at the beach and enjoying myself. And she goes, Oh, look, birds. <laughs> and birds in my, again. In my head, I'm like, ah, if it helps you. Yeah. Birds. Sure. But you paid somebody and somebody just said birds. Yeah. Look for birds. Like yeah. you're at the beach. Of course, there's birds. Where are you next. going next week? Oh, look for seagulls. Yeah. Like she didn't say look for jellyfish. But again, again, you know what? If it helps Rena, then it, it's good. It's a good thing, and I'm an asshole for pointing it out, but I can't not point it out because that medium's an asshole. But we had a great moment. Sutton's getting ready for the day. Did you see what they brought back? No, with the face back? roller. Oh, fuck yeah. She's sitting there, and her assistant is face rolling her. That pink, it's the same one. I wonder if it makes her feel comfortable. But I wonder if it. it I would imagine that she has to have multiple because she has to wear them out. Yeah, for right? sure. Like she has to run through those things. All I wonder. The time. I wonder if it feels better when somebody else does it than you do it yourself. Should we buy a face roller and face roll each other? Yeah, I think right. we should. Yeah. I'll go with on your Amazon. mustache next week. Yeah. With my must, my Miles Taylor mustache. And if people, if we take a poll and people say I look like Miles Taylor, you have to admit it. I'll admit it. I'm not going to call you Miles. I don't want you to call me Miles, but or you have rooster. to. You can cut. No, fuck that. If people say that I look like Miles Teller, you have to call me Rooster for one episode. All right. I think that's fair. All right. Deal. Fuck yeah. Come on, guys. Help me out here. Garcelle starts talking, our voice of reason this season. HBIC. HBIC. She is. I love Garcelle this year. She's fucking awesome. But She's she's doing so well this year. She looks great. She's blowing up. She's getting a new shore house. Yeah. She's got family involved in this. She's gone from like, I don't want to say like the background because she was never really in the background, but she was in the middle of the pack and now she's right at the front. Yeah, I mean, she's, every other she's headlining, every other housewife is for whatever reason, they're kind of taking a step back or not being as involved as much. And Garcelle's just like, fuck that. I see an opportunity. She sees a the moment. There. She's taking advantage of yeah. it and it's working. Yeah. And I'm, I'm excited to see her story arc. I hope it continues to be, the year I thought it was the year of Erica, and it's quite clearly the year of Garcelle. Absolutely. So good for you. But they're headed to the boat. They get in the cars to go to the boat, and Erica is already lit because she took Xanax and drank. Apparently, Xanax, Zoloft, and then drank like yeah. three or four cocktails before yeah. she even went to the boat. And she gets in the car, and she's like completely fucked up. Yeah. They get to the boat, and did you see who? Erica was leaning on walking into the boat. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She's even even fucked up beyond belief. She's still pining for that spot right she next to Diana. She needs that sweet Diana D, baby. Yep. She's going for it. And it, I do think that she is our leader in who's going to be Diana's friend. That being said, Diana is a... She's a dud. She sucks. I mean, she's just like... Even her interaction with Sutton on the boat and like it's her Sutton and Garcelle. 
she's like Sutton just has to make everything about her. And like I kind of get that. Yeah, like a little bit. She's talking about her brother who died, and like we're still figuring things out from Diana's past, whatever. That's just kind of you know who Sutton is at this point. Like, yes, Sutton's gonna say things that happened in her past to make herself more relatable to you so that you open up a little bit more. I think that's what she was doing. And isn't that what like storytelling is? Like when you meet somebody. Everybody does it. And maybe it's not right. Maybe it's not what you should, maybe you should give that person their moment and be like, I'm so sorry to hear that. Like that really sucks. Yeah. But you kind of want to make yourself seem relatable. And that's, I mean, that's how you make friends. Like that's what I'm saying. If you you spill information about each other, you spill the tea to each other and you relate on something. So you went through something really tough. You lost your brother. Yeah. I lost my dad. Can we connect on this? And no, we can't because Diana bounces in a hurry and says, like, I, she makes everything about herself. I got to get out of here. Yep. Rewind a little bit when they get on the boat. First of all, they walk up to the boat and I was like, holy shit. Look at that yacht. Yeah. Like, that's badass. It's huge. Diana. No, it's more of a day boat. Why? Why? They, they showed something really quick that was like the oh yacht, God, the yeah. super yacht that Diana rents is $375,000 a week. That thing looked insane. Yeah. But don't call it a day boat. That's not a day boat. That's a fucking yacht. But I think that's her personality. It's one, I think it's her personality in the show. But I think that's actually like how she is. Like she, she's in these confessionals now where she just kind of has free reign to talk to a camera. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She hasn't done it before. And I think we're just kind of seeing her thoughts pop up in her mind. She's like, that's what I was thinking. Dude, she always says that she's never done things. Yeah. Which is bullshit. I've never been on a girl's trip. I've never done this. I've never done that. Like, are you trying to seem so high society that like these things and these ideas are just lost on you? This is, this is a quaint boat. Yeah. Like stop it. Yeah. You, you know, you've been on a boat like this before. You were probably impressed by a boat like this at some point yeah. in your life. You have been on a girl's trip. You've definitely been somewhere with a group of women. Yeah. Who do you have on that yacht? Like, is That's it just you I'm out saying. there? You're just out there by yourself. Like, Fucking trafficking sick. sex slaves, probably. Yeah, yeah, that's her. That's her boat. Yeah. That's where she. she Nobody's going to bat forth. an eye at a three hundred seventy-five thousand dollar a week super boat. Yacht. Nope, no chance. But yeah, they like they get on the boat. I'm tired of Diana's bullshit, and Erica's just so funny. Like she she's walks in, she, she points at a couch. She's like, "That's my spot." Lays right down. Well, before that, she says, "I don't need Celine Dion to sing my swan song." Oh yeah, and then she hits the deck. And as that's happening, Garcelle's top deck and gets flashed by... That was so funny. Like, I always love the people that are on boats and they're like, I got to wave to these other people on boats because I'm on a boat. Yeah, we're all on boats. Let's be boat. It's like this stupid Jeep wave. Yeah. Like every... Ah, we get it. (laughs) Yeah. And then they go past and you got like, there's a bunch of girls on there. And then I, weirdly enough... Looks like a bunch of like younger girls, and then you just have this hairy guy up there <laughs> pulling his dick out, swinging it around. Yeah, and Sutton says it's so limpy. Yeah, so you got and then later Garcelle's like it was very pink. Yeah, it was very like, pink. Oh my god, like, so funny! But like that was a very funny moment. That was, and then it goes back to to Erica's like by herself now on the couch, just spouting off nonsense. She was like, "I we used to have a boat like this." Did you hear what it was called? Be illegal. Are you fucking kidding me? And I'm like, why is it? It was spelled I-L-L-E-A-G-L-E. Yeah, ill-eagle. And I'm like, fucking Yeah, you like the fucking birds, the illegals. Let's I, go. I was like, what? how are you? Like, how did nobody look into Tom before this? I don't know. Like, you, you have register a, boat names. Yeah. You have a really expensive yacht in La Paz, I believe. I'm probably butchering that, but. And it's called the illegal? My man, name it anything else. Yeah. Name it any. Get name the FBI it dis, to look into that one. Name it disbarred. Yeah. 
like any, name it. I helped people cheat on the bar. Yeah, like yeah, Tommy Bars. Name the boat, Tommy Bars. <laughs> or Erica like makes a miraculous recovery and like gets back up. It was the goes Coca-Cola. upstairs. It was the Coca. It was yeah. It was Coca Cola. I had to say that I couldn't say yeah. Coke. Yeah, you couldn't say it was the cocaine. No. Well, it was either Adderall or Coke. It was something. But she's back up on her feet and she gets up to the top with all the other ladies and Kyle's like, Oh, I love seeing Erica like this. Like she's lighter. She seems like she's more fun. Like she's been going through a lot. Erica gets up there and the first conversation she has is about like a foursome. She starts talking to crystal. Like, all right. The most uncomfortable person (laughs) on the entire boat. A person that has never, ever even thought of a threesome. You're now offering a foursome with you and Garcelle and her and her husband. The way that she phrased it was so funny. Like, all right, so me and Garcelle pull up in an Uber. What's up? Yeah, what, kind of, what kind of Uber is it? That doesn't matter. A pussy's here. It's <laughs> <laughs> just like so funny. And like Crystal's, Crystal did not really have any moments after that poolside moment. She was just kind of there for the rest mm-hmm. of the day, which was fine. No, that was great. It was it was great. Such, no more of that bullshit. Relief. And you get that, and then you get a little more Sutton Erica dynamic where they're kind of going back and forth talking about like growing up in the South. Mm-hmm. And while Eric is kind of fucking all over the place talking about agriculture, you get Sutton's just like, she's not attacking back at Erica. No, they're she's agreeing. agreeing. Like, yeah, this is how we grew up. It's different. Yeah. Like our, our families were tougher and it goes to a cut scene of Sutton, like crying about her father. When her mom was like, I don't miss your dad. Yeah. You had we had a very different relationship. Yeah. Which I know. Yeah, I'm not we gonna, don't even have to get into that, no, but it was, knows? it was just nice to see like, Erica said, Erica brought something up and immediately brought Sutton into it rather than Sutton doing what Diana says she does and inserting herself in the conversation. She was inclusive. She was like, yeah, Sutton gets it. And Sutton was like, I do. Like, that is, I do. I do. And she was like, yeah, I I do get it. Like, that's exactly how my family was. I do this. And then they go back and forth and you're like, you're waiting for the ball, like the other shoe to drop. And you're like, wait, wait. Something's going to happen, right? No, nothing. Nothing It's happens. just good, and it's platonic, and it's nice. And then they start vibing and bopping to It's Expensive to Be Me by Eric Jane. And Sutton does say, like, I can't celebrate this song, and bounces. Yeah. Like, the girls are vibing. Even, like, Sutton, like, she made that comment, but she's still, like, having a good time. Yeah. Diana, not having any of it. Off, off, off by water. herself and dives into the water yeah. where she is swimming to the beach. She is fleeing the scene. Pretty much, And yeah. gets stung by a jellyfish nest to turn around and head back. If anybody else jumped off the boat and was like, I'm going to go swim to the shore, they would have laughed it off. But they were all like, she might actually be trying to go to the shore. Like, she might be getting the fuck out of here. And she was. I mean, for all intents and purposes, she got stung by a jellyfish, came back, and then went back out and brought Crystal with her. And then her and Crystal were just floating around away from all the cameras, away from all the rest of the girls. And you're like... What like it brings me back to Diana? Like, what the fuck are you doing on this show? Like, why are you here? Why are you here if you don't want to mix it up with the ladies? Anytime that people bring things up, like you bring up the book, no. You bring up your brother dying, like no. It has to be about somebody. Like you, you just you try to spill some information or talk about anything, and then you just like shut down and you just leave. Erica sleeps it off a little bit, and she has like a good nap on their way back. And then we're doing the pre-dinner thing. Everyone's getting glammed up. They got their glam squads there. Fucking Sutton wears a wedding dress to dinner. I thought she looked good. No, she didn't. She looked like... And everyone kept calling her the bride, which made me feel even better. I was like, ha gotcha. But Rinna walks in with like 
Gucci. Was it Gucci? I think it Dolce. was. Dolce. No, it was Gucci. Yeah. It was Gucci. And she said, vintage Gooch. Yeah. That's always <laughs> I fun. I love that. But did you see the face that Crystal made? Yeah. It, she's like, she smiles and then quickly turns away and like scoffs. She's like, like again, what are you doing here? Like, yeah. I mean, she just tried to, I think she's probably pissed because what she tried to do to get some traction didn't fell work. flat on her face. And so, so like now, now she's, she's just like fading until off until she figures out her next move, she's which just, is also going to fall. Oh yeah. She's brutal. But Erica's on her like fourth espresso, espresso. Um, mm-hmm. And now she's like jittery as hell, which is either again. Well, it was funny because like Garcelle was talking to the cameras and like to her glam squad. And she was like, I don't know how the fuck like Erica's going to like she did. She did a complete 180. She was like, I don't know how Erica's even going to do she's this dinner. Fucking and then she shoot. stopped and she's like, but knowing Erica, she's probably taking like a full photo shoot yeah. somewhere. And she was. Boom. Erica photo shoot. Erica like, photo shoot. Didn't look like, like she was not wearing her drunk afternoon on her at all. No. The espressos, espressos. The espressos. Helped out a lot. And maybe she slept off some of the uh, the drug cocktail that she took. Yeah, or she took more cocaine. But or that. She's back. And the vibes at dinner are actually pretty good. Everyone's kind of vibing together. Like yep. They seem to be enjoying each other's company. And Garcelle extends an invite to everybody to her birthday. Yeah. And something I called back on episode one, she invites Denise Richards, which I'm pretty sure that means next week we're going to get a Denise Richards cameo. Unfortunately, it won't be with Rena because Rena's not. Gonna no, Rena's not going to be there, and that actually brings up a very interesting question from Rena. If I was going to be there, would she have told me? I think absolutely. You don't think that she would have just? No, because you go to the confessional, and Garcelle said it's a shame that Rena's not going because Denise is coming. Yeah, but then Rena does. Would have told her. Rena does say. That she reached out to Denise like a month prior. Mm-hmm. Like I sent her a text. There was no you know, specifics. No specifics. It was just it was a sweet exchange. Like, hey, I'm really sorry for what I did. Like thinking about you. And she was like, thank you. Like I appreciate the text. Garcelle's like, oh great. And then confessional, boop. And she's like, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna text, text her right. Yeah, now. I'm gonna text her right now and find out if this actually happened. And we get an ambiguous answer. When? When? And I immediately thought, like, oh, she didn't text her. But Garcelle changed my mind. She's like, oh, how many times these bitches been texting? Yeah. So it's I one think or if the it other. Was, if, and not to pull a full crystal here, but I think if it was, like, a how many times, I think it would have been, like, which time or which time are you talking about? Like, think, something a little more specific. When make, does make me seem, like, kind of how you felt, she didn't text her. No, I don't think she no. did. But I hope she did. I mean, I would like to see, I think those two, when they're together, they're good for TV. For sure. I think that they would bring a lot to the show, even if they're not on good terms, yeah. just to have that back and forth with them. But this is when we get to the Room 23 stuff again. Garcelle mm-hmm. being Garcelle brings it up in a very, the way that she brings things up is like, she, it's almost like she eases into it, but then she drops a bomb. Yeah. It's like. Diana, we didn't really get the whole story about like room 23. Like we asked about it the other night. You kind of like shut off, you shut down, like what's going on. Diana's response. We already know why she doesn't like to talk about it. Yeah. We know as the viewers, like they haven't seen the confessionals until we see them, but we, as the viewers know, knowing that Diana then says, 
I get shy. I get shy when we talk about like my accolades. Like, well, I get I shy. Think the first thing she said was, "Oh, we already talked all about that." Yeah, she uh, she like, reiterates we like we talked about it again, yeah. and Garcelle's like, we, "We really didn't." No, and she says, "I get shy like when we're talking about my stuff and blah blah blah." So we still don't really get any answers. We move on really quickly from that, mm. and now there are, the food comes out, and we get the chicken holes, which I thought was a horrible name Terrible. for any kind of food. Yeah. Um, but the reasoning's good. Like they, Erica told her kid that it was chicken holes, so they would eat them. Yeah. But in my mind, it's like, well, why are you force feeding yeah, your no. kid calamari, calamari anyway? Like, just don't. Yeah. Like, if you don't want to eat it, don't make him eat it. But Garcelle says, "What are these? The, I don't like the the testicles." Yeah. <laughs> It was so funny. Like, and she said it like three or four times in yeah, a row. Yeah, it's testicles. Is it testicles? Tes- testicles, no, right? Ten- tentacle. Testicles. Testicles. No, testicles yeah. sounds better. I'm going to yeah. keep with that. I'm going to stick with testicles. And that's when the funniest part is that apparently reminds them of the penis that popped up earlier on the boat. And that's when we get the pink comment. And the best part about that, and I don't know if this is editing, I really, in my mind, like to believe it was organic. Sutton's first response is, oh, I have a date. Yeah, <laughs> so, but she was. So, wait, so you're telling me that like a pink penis reminded you that you have a date? Yeah, that's fucking great. Well, I mean, it, she could be a little more blunt about it and be like, if it was Erica, she'd be like, you know what, that reminds me, I'm getting dicked down next week. Oh, and she—that's how that. she would have phrased it. Yeah, but I, again, one like when they first sit down to dinner, Erica and Sutton sitting right next to each other. Then later, uh, Sutton brings up her date. Erica inquires. Then they go through pictures. Yeah. They start. She's like, oh, do you like braids? Do you like, I'm getting a Willie Nelson vibe. Like, and the rest of the uh, women are like, what the fuck is going on? They're all staring like, holy shit. Like, what's happening? Hell's frozen over. These two are actually talking and they're getting along. And then they talk about it like very plain and simple. Yeah. But they actually address the elephant in the room. Yeah. they, They bring it up to both of them. Like, hey, what's going on? Not before though. When they're talking about dating lives, Erica's just like, I just want a lot of dick. Yeah, of course. I just, period. Yeah. I just want some, some pink penis we in know. my life. Yeah, we get it. You know, go out there and get you some, girl. It, it wouldn't be hard. Do what you gotta do. But, no pun intended. Um, <laughs> but it's a nice moment, and that's actually what they say. They're like, you know, we have, it's a nice moment. That it, it is what it is. I'm not saying that this is mended. I'm not saying we're cool now. It was a nice moment. We'll leave it at that and see what happens. And everything's kind of gelling and they're gelling. And I think that we're going to see, obviously it's going to go one way or the other Mm -hmm. and it's either going to be a tumultuous downfall. I think what's going to happen is we're going to get the Sutton and Diana bullshit's going to completely boil over and Erica's going to have to make a choice. And I think all signs point to, she's going to stick with Diana, but wouldn't it be awesome if she somehow backed up Sutton? That would be incredible. The full circle finally completes that would and be their friends. amazing. That would be better than my Dubai theory of yeah. the goat stew if it just flips on its head entirely and Erica comes to Sutton's defense. Against Diana, who Against... she's just trying hard to be friends with. Oh like, my God, that would be, that would be awesome. fucking amazing. But Rena wraps up the dinner for us with like a really nice speech about just being there and being grateful. And it was really sweet. And she's like, you know, I'm feeling better living my life, all mm-hmm. that stuff. Really nice sentiment. Cheers. What should be the end of the dinner? No, Dorit has to one up her and like pile on. Like I want to say something and brings it. We got a whole episode without it, and then she brings it back to her shit again. 
And now we're talking about how she got through it because yeah. of her friends. And like, and not only that, but she takes 30 minutes to tell the story. Well, it was funny because, and there were two moments during this whole episode that I thought the editing was like very funny and very like innovative was during the boat when Eric is all fucked up and like going in and out of consciousness, they did like the fish eye, like eye opening, eye closing mm-hmm. of all the bits and pieces that happened on the boat and probably like unimportant things, obviously. But like girls dancing and then like people trying to wake her up. And I thought that was really fucking funny. I did too. I liked it. I thought it was great editing. And then you get more editing during the dinner to show you how long Dorit's going. They cut it and go to the next one, cut it yeah, and go to the next one. And she's still like, and everybody's like yawning and like looking around like, is this still fucking going on? And then everyone just starts dying And then she laughing. goes, oh, because she says, all I want to say is, yeah. it's like, that's all you want to say? Then just fucking say that, yeah. lady, and shut the hell up. Because I'm tired of hearing it too. But- that wrap finally that wraps up the dinner and like we get a nightcap in diana's room i think and it's like diana crystal and kyle or maybe they're in the lobby whatever but they're having drinks at the end and we get a quick cut scene of kyle being like i think that she's starting to catch on to diana and she's starting to yeah. question like is she really this clueless is she really this person or is she playing us a little bit and I'm glad that one of them are picking up on it because Mm -hmm. that's how I felt the entire time with her. And I think, you know, obviously I'm a Kyle Stan, so I think that she's she's totally right. But Diana goes back to being now this like tough girl and Dorit's like, I I respect it. Like I, no one's going to fuck with her. It's like Sutton just did fuck with her. And I'm very much on the side of like, made her cry. Yeah. And like, I'm very much like, if you're all bark, no bite. And like the moment comes and, you back down mm-hmm. like that's what you do like, yeah. you're not that person but we do get a cut scene from next week where things start to heat up and diana does clap back yeah and, and that, that'll be good to see. i mean we we see like the the beginnings of it obviously on the boat and beforehand and then on the jet on the way back oh yeah that's where right. and like sudden obviously like paraphrase a little bit but she was right like that is what diana said when she got on and she's like do you mind if i sit with y'all Diana says, well, no, why don't you just go sit where you sat on the way yeah, here? Sit any, Which was a roundabout way of saying, no, 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 go sit in your original seat. Yeah, like, get the fuck, get the fuck out. Like, Sutton obviously will immediately be like, well, the hell, and say something to Garcelle. And Garcelle's going to be real and be like, oh, that's fucking rude. And yeah. she was like, did you sit here? And Garcelle was like, no, I sat over there. Like, what? Like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. It's just, I get that Diana doesn't like Sutton, but like, does she like any of them? Probably not really. Well, she, she tolerates says some at of them. One point, she's like, I'm "I love just all so of you. glad to be in this group. I love all of you." And that's it's when bullshit. that's when Kyle was like, "I'm not, I'm not buying this shit. No. I'm not buying what you're selling." And clearly, that's gonna be from next week. We see her start to clap back. Like that's when we get the line. I think mm-hmm. next week is when we get like, "You want your the villain? villain Here's yeah. your villain." And I think that if she is able to bring out that villain and that villain is actually as bad as I think she can be. This season might take a total turn and become very interesting to watch to see her kind of burn the place down. Yeah. But I, I just hope we get some factions. Like it is kind of leading to, whereas, you know, when we got that snippet in the beginning of the season, we were like, Oh fuck Sutton. Like I was like, Oh shit. Like Sutton's just going to be by herself. No one's going to support her. You might get Garcelle. But if she's not there, like, Sutton's fucked. Well, she's got Garcelle and, now, and Crystal. Now you got, like, Garcelle. Well, Crystal's Team Diana, I think, first and foremost. That's well, her yeah. watchdog or whatever. But you're kind of seeing, like, Kyle's thinking Diana's kind of full of shit. Yep. 
Eric is being nice to Sutton. Garcelle obviously will back Sutton because I don't think Garcelle's buying Diana shit. No, so it, it will be better in the sense that if like if and when that does happen, we'll get more people backing Sutton and you might get a couple of people backing Diana. And that wraps up the episode. Um, again, I thought this was probably one of the better ones. And I think, yeah. like you said, because it was lighter, it was more fun. We got to have the fun part. I am stoked for Ultimate Girls Trip. Yep. Um, That'll be good. Tonight, again, we have the Southern Charm um, premiere happening. I'm going to dive into it unbiased. Good. I will get into it. I'll do my best. And we'll talk about that next week. Yeah, we'll cover episode one next week. And again, like we may transition to talking about it um, the week of, but for the time being, we'll be a week behind. Yep. Um, lastly, once again, it's coming up, dude. Monday, we got no filter, hashtag no filter with Zach Peter. Um, our first real podcast, our first guest spot. And before we wrap this up, how are you feeling? feel pretty good i, I think too. it's we're gonna captivate a whole new audience yeah i'm excited and i think that we've kind of hit our flow a little bit we know mm -hmm. you know we've been in the podcast game for almost two months now this is episode seven mm -hmm. which is fucking hysterical that enough of you listen to us that we can have we're still going yeah because we would have wrapped it up in a hurry if yeah, we were getting like absolutely. five people but Keep an eye out for that. Set your calendar. Set your notifications. Give us a listen on there. Um, he's going to be doing video clips as well. Um, so you'll be able to see us on the show. Follow us at prov underscore bros on both Instagram and Twitter. Um, we're going to be doing a lot more like live tweeting during the shows. I'm going to be putting up more polls and all that shit. So answer some questions so we have some funny shit to talk about at the end of the episode. And other than that, we're good. We'll see you next week. Brav Bros are out. We're see you out next of week. Here. Bye.